Oh, hey there. Thanks for uh, hitting play. It is Billy Things in line and on lot. My name's Jason. Sorry we haven't talked for a while. Um, some of you might know I've had a, a pretty interesting year. Um, lots going on. Uh, I'm not going to get into too many details, but uh, went through some medical stuff. Starting in the spring, matter of fact, starting kind of right around when these shows uh, happen that we're going to uh, talk to a couple people about tonight. So I was dealing with some of that and then some fun stuff at work came up and uh, I didn't make many shows this year. Uh, so I was a little disappointing, uh, you know, but uh, uh, it was all right. It was all right. And then um, just recently, um, some of you know that my mother passed away. I'm also in the midst of taking a new job and moving. Not terribly far, but still moving, significantly moving to the uh, East Coast. So lots have been going on, and I mean, it's it's no excuse for my for me being lazy and not getting some of these episodes out to you. Uh, but hey, it is what it is. I'm gonna do my best to get a little more consistency back into this podcast. And in this episode, we're gonna go back uh, to the shows in the spring in London. Uh, Band's first trip across the pond. Kate, Richardson's son, uh, was out in line over the weekend. And uh, if you heard that audio, you heard folks are out there ready to have a good time. I wanted to talk to a new friend of mine that I met back in the spring. Well, not met in person, but you know how it works. We met on Facebook. He is from a place called Preston uh, in the UK, which is a little northwest of Manchester, uh, a little north of Liverpool as well, and then about four and a half hours uh, northwest of London, which him and his, it was supposed to be four buddies, turned out to be three buddies, uh, ended up driving down just for the Sunday show. Let's talk to him. His name's Phil Jones, uh, and uh, we started off the conversation uh, with a question, a simple question to get us started uh, while we listen to this conversation in honor of uh, the boys being over in uh, Europe. I'm going to eat a slice of French bread pizza while we talk to Phil here. And uh, first thing I asked was, Phil, how'd you find out about Billy? Well, uh, what do you mean? Like when, when did I start listening to yeah, him? Yeah, when did you hear about him? Like, did a friend tell oh, you? Did you catch him somehow? I played guitar. Ah. And uh, I love um, uh, Bob Dylan's Don't Think Twice. And I remember seeing the cover of that uh, Billy did of it on YouTube. But I, I think it's when I saw the video, I thought I've seen his face before. So I definitely, I definitely heard of him before that. But probably the past, probably past few years I've been listening to him. But I can't remember when he put that cover on. But I, I distinctly remember seeing that. So the Don't Think Twice drew you in. And then you kind of go down the rabbit hole after that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, my friend who Craig gave me, he's big into country music. So we listen to a bit of country music anyway. And um, I just love Dustin Avaggy and oh, it's just quality, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it's top quality. Did you like, do you guys over there, do you think of Billy as country or? Uh, well, no, he's not. He's bluegrass, isn't he? But yeah, yeah, I think most people over here would think it's country, they could, but they just wouldn't know. Do you know what I mean? Well, there's even people here that would argue that he's not even bluegrass. You know, the, yeah, the traditionalists would be like, oh, well, you got to have a fiddle always to be uh, bluegrass, and you can't be a long hair hippie playing bluegrass. 
You know, we sit down at shows, and you know that's not bluegrass. So, um, so it's, <laughs> it's interesting. All right, so was there like all right? You saw I heard you say "dust in a bag." I mean that that's a huge introduction to a lot of people when you hear a song. Oh yeah, with Did that you play it on the Sunday, I was good. <laughs> that's what I was gonna. I was gonna ask you like how how disappointed were you? <laughs> I was so disappointed. So. When they went off, I thought, oh, they'll come back on. And then, like, we was waiting around. The lights came. As soon as the lights came on, I was like, no. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, man. <laughs> well, that, and that's one of the reasons that uh, a lot of us go to so many shows. Because yeah. uh, unlike a, a, a lot of bands you see, um, you're going to get, like, the same – even if it's a, a two- or three-night run, you're going to get the same set list pretty much. Yeah. Uh, but now with Billy, it, it could be anything any night. Yeah, I remember re- I read something saying that they, he thought they reckon they could do like a week's worth of shows and not play the same song twice. Yeah, no which doubt about it. Which is impressive. <laughs> Very impressive. I mean, uh, you got to work on that memory a little bit. But I went to see a band the night before it on on the Saturday night, and uh, people were making requests for songs that they and they just won't play, and they're like, "No, we're not playing that." Because oh, <laughs> you don't know it. Because you've not you've not been practicing it, have you? Not ready. <laughs> but you can tell he practices so much. He's like a fucking computer, man. Oh, my, yeah, amazing. You know, it is wild. We got a uh, one of our one of our treasures over here is uh, Del McCurry, um, right. and one of the things he's always done throughout his shows is he'll get to a point in the set where he'll just go, "Hey, anybody got a request?" You know, yeah, he'll yeah. start listening to people. So Billy, Billy definitely takes that on and learned that I think, uh, you know, from from that legend. Played Tennessee Stud though, Doc Watson, Tennessee Stud. I was, I was happy with that. That was brilliant. That was uh, that was amazing to watch. You know, we got to stream it over yeah. here. And he, oh, did you have a live stream? Yeah, we had the live stream over here. Yep. Oh, cool. Yeah, that was I had goosebumps when that came on. Uh, and and when he plays Doc, I mean, he cut his teeth on a lot of Doc Watson, uh, as far as yeah. Know. And when he plays Doc, the feeling that uh you know of course doc gave the songs is one thing the feeling billy gives them in tribute to doc is a whole other thing it's fantastic isn't it so you didn't get your dust but no uh, i mean i'm already hearing you call out things that stuck out to you um yeah on on that sunday show just the opening song the um i find it amazing how they um halfway through a song they'll just go off on some random jam for like five minutes and then you've forgotten about the song they were playing. <laughs> and then, like, a second later, they just pick up from where they left off. Right. That is, you know, that's amazing. Like, the timing and everything is just perfect. They have this ability to communicate with each other without words, with just their yeah, instruments. Yeah, you know? crazy, isn't it? Well, let me ask you this. All right, so you've obviously seen a lot of live music in your life. Uh, yeah, mainly metal, but M- yeah. Metal, okay. I've never, no. I've never been to, I've never been to a, a concert like that before. That was your first time going to, like, anything acoustic that wasn't, like, dis- well, I mean, he's I've got seen distortion. acoustic stuff, but, but like, like uh, probably the first time I've seen anything bluegrass or, you know, that kind of a thing. That's interesting. All right, give me, I, mean, I know this will be a hard question, but uh, give me, like, your favorite metal band that you've seen throughout your life or that you would love to see. Um, Killswitch Engage are a big one that I like. Um, okay. Slipknot, they they were good. Um, well, it's funny you say that because I was uh, and still am. I'm a huge fan of metal too, and yeah. one of the things that drew me to Billy 
Uh, I saw I saw him in 2017 at a festival over here called Del Fest. It's a Del McCory Fest, as yeah. a matter of fact. Uh, and I was super intrigued about his his speed of playing and his his accuracy of playing. And then I you know I went down the YouTube rabbit hole and I found a tune called Turmoil and Tinfoil. Oh yeah. And it made me think of metal. I read I read that he used to be in a metal metal band. Yeah. I'm not sure. Yeah yeah. When yeah. he was younger, I think in high school, he said he uh, got together with a bunch of his uh, you know friends at school because nobody there was playing bluegrass. Uh, yeah. And uh, you know he was down with some metal and he got in and played in a metal band for a little while. I think it was actually a, a Christian metal band. Right. Right. You know, and uh, they got down pretty heavy and then he, he got back to his uh, you know bluegrass roots. But you know you hear things like um, and I'm surprised we didn't hear it that weekend. Uh, have you ever seen them play uh, Planet Caravan? by sabbath no you haven't seen the video of that or heard that listen find no, that I don't think so, no. <laughs> yeah we'll do yeah yeah find definitely it. we've uh definitely caught like some slayer teases here and there right yeah, right you know, so, uh, yeah you can tell he's influenced by a bit of metal as well did you get like that the energy in the building you know what was it like for oh the first yeah time? Fantastic. like yeah it was the the, the americans are crazy <laughs> <laughs> Well, I was going to lead into another question, like, uh, you know, the Americans that came over is, do they see a show or participate in a show differently? Oh yeah, they were wild. <laughs> they were wild. Like, yeah. <laughs> they were like, we went down at about, I don't know, like four o'clock, five o'clock, and there was a massive queue already of people who've been there all day. Yeah, I know a few <laughs> of those people that were there at nine o'clock in the morning. Yeah. Know, or early. I think the first day there was some guy who got out there. I, I, I don't know him, um, but I think he was out there at 5.30 or 6 o'clock in the morning. Wow. Uh, yeah, they, uh, we, get, we get, a, get a little crazy. We like our spot. You know, yeah, yeah. like our spot up front. Like, so is that a thing too? You know, because we heard uh, different things, like, um, like the English don't understand why somebody would do that and go up and be on that rail and stay there all night. Yeah, like if I'm going to a concert, I'll look and think, right, what time are they on? Then I'll just arrive for like five or ten minutes before. <laughs> is 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 that is that the majority of folks you see kind of do that? Uh, or I mean, I, I don't think I've ever seen people queuing up for like a. But most metal concerts are like pretty small aren't they so yeah it depends yeah is there anything you heard somebody say like we you know we all have different slang stuff like that like somebody said to me and it might have been you i don't know it's going to be a corker of a show and that's an english phrase yeah have you never heard that i've never i've never heard it used that a way corker, yeah that's yeah. like just means like really good <laughs> yeah you know I, I got it like i understood but i was like uh, i was no i'd never heard that in my life so i guess I, uh, my question was did you hear any kind of like language like that some nonsense we said that was like what the fuck is he talking about uh, i don't think so no there is that much no i've got a bad hearing and there was that much noise i was just couldn't really concentrate uh, bad hearing from the metal shows and playing guitar so you probably pl yeah do you probably, play yeah. uh, is that your style of playing also um yeah so i've always just played electric guitar mainly like big chuggy heavy metal stuff yeah but um i was 30 last year so i bought myself um a nice Martin acoustic, and I've that's I've mainly been playing that since. So I'm trying to get into learning bluegrass, but it's very difficult. 
It's uh, it's different. It's fast. Yeah, yeah I can't play that. I, I've I've started learning Tennessee Stud, but I can't play it anywhere near as fast as it should be. Oh man! Well, yeah, just Not keep... accurately anyway. <laughs> you know right. I mean? Make mistakes all the times. Yeah, just keep doing it. It's one of my favorite things about acoustic guitars versus electric. It doesn't catch as many yeah. mistakes. Yeah, yeah. Do you play guitar as well? <laughs> I try. Yeah, I try. Yeah. I'm, I'm pretty. I have an electric Game guitar. Modest. Yeah, uh, maybe. I mean, I don't know. I'm I'm like a I'm like a chord player. Really, that's it. You know. Right, okay. Right. I have like double jointed fingers so they like it's funny my pinky locks up when i try to use it um, right okay you know yeah, so yeah. now playing chords and just you know campfire stuff man that's that's and that's that's saying a lot for me i'm more of a yeah i like percussion man i like to beat on things so i'm i'm i've got lots of drums there's not a lot of room in bluegrass for drums no there isn't is there? <laughs> no there isn't no. that's what the mandolin's for now. Oh, the mandolin plays. He, um, he was fantastic. Is it Jared? Is he called? Yeah, Jared Walker. He is. Oh, he's um, so good. He came in with the band uh, about. Uh, I guess it's been close to four years now. Right. And uh, he came in as a. From what I understand, I could be completely wrong about this. Uh, when it came to bluegrass, a very traditional player. Right. Okay. And then you come into a band with a with a guy like Billy Strings and. You're expected to improv, you know, yeah. be improvisational and go like you talked about. Like they started a song and then they went off on this tangent inside the song and then came back to the, you know, the roots of the song. Yeah, yeah. So to learn that and and, and to, to, to come in as the already amazing player that you are on that mandolin and then the way he's progressed with the band over the years, I mean, you can see it and the dude is I would say one of the best mandolin players live today. I love watching the videos of, uh, of Billy with uh, Don Julian. Oh, like, yeah. there's, an, there's an album as well. I can't remember what the album's called, but I've downloaded that. It's just him and Don Julian. It's so good. Yeah, it's it's so cool to see like where this all started, and the fact that we can do that. Do you have uh? Do you do you have nugs? What's nugs? Nugs. You know, I, I, maybe, maybe, maybe y'all don't have it over there. Nugs is a live music subscription service. I don't know if you can pull it up like on your Play Store while we're talking and see if it's available to you. Um, oh, hang on now. Um, N U G Z or S? Uh, S. Yeah, I'm gonna put in here Nugs UK and see if there's even. I don't even know. Nugs.net, is yeah. that it? Yeah, that's it, nugs.net. I'm not stream even... Stream full shows. All oh, right, so is that how you streamed the show? Well, n well, actually, yes, it was through that they did a live video stream, but they offer... Oh, man, and there's a lot of bands on there. You got to look this up. They offer live recordings, soundboard uh, recordings of pretty much every Billy show that was recorded since like 2017, Oh, cool. Oh, yeah, I'll, I'll watch that. But it's not it's not just, you know, Billy. It's a it's I mean, go through it, man. I mean, it's a ton of bands yeah, yeah, from all over the world. Yeah. And it's like, I mean, I don't know how much I, I pay like twelve bucks a month for it. But it's one of the best oh, okay. bills that I have because I can listen to live music twenty four seven from I can discover stuff that I'd never heard before, uh, go back to some of my favorite bands and listen to their shows, or go back and listen to any Billy show that's been uh, you know recorded. It's always better live as well, isn't it? I'm a huge fan of uh, hearing what people play live. I love studio albums, like especially when we were talking about metal. Um, you know, metal is very specific <coughs> you know sometimes yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah 
Um, and it's I love to hear the power of a produced metal record. But seeing it live, I mean, seeing live music in general is just a totally different experience. Um, I'm glad you finally got to experience Billy. So if you like when you left, you know, at the end of the night, again, I know you were disappointed. The lights came up. You didn't get dust in a baggie, but still. Oh, I mean, but it's still, it's still amazing. Yeah, really. What what did you feel? What were you what were you kind of taking away from that? Uh, I just couldn't wait to buy tickets to see him again. Yeah, it was probably. The, I said. I think I looked at my mate and said, "That's the best gig I've ever been to." Out of out of all the shows that you've seen throughout your life, that's the one. Oh yeah, definitely, hands down. Yeah, it's it's surprising to hear. At the same time, it's not because, you know, I guarantee you, ninety nine point nine percent of the people listening to us talk right now, uh, exactly the same way. You know, it was for me when I saw Billy. I was like, "That's it. I'm going to go see him as much as I can." Oh, definitely. I've I've already um, I bought tickets for Amsterdam, Manchester, and Glasgow. Good to see you out there, buddy. In December. Good to see <laughs> yeah, you out there, buddy. We were talking. We were talking. You're like you're like none of your none of your mates are going to come up for Amsterdam right now, right? No, for, no, they're coming. They're coming to Amsterdam. But, oh, they are. Um, they're not going to Glasgow. Yeah, I'm just going to Glasgow. All right. Well, don't worry. You'll have a ton of mates there, including me, man. Yeah, yeah, definitely. We're, we're, we're going to have a really good fucking time out there, my brother. <laughs> I think it's going to be a busy week for me that week. I'm sure I'm seeing, um, <laughs> I think, uh, you know, Lamb of God. They're American, aren't they? Yeah, uh, yeah, for I'm sure. Supposed to be seeing them. I think they're coming over as well. Uh, I had a ticket from for December just gone, but they've rearranged it for December coming up. Do you know the Do you know the date on it? Uh, I've not checked. I feel All like right. it's the fifteenth. Well, I'm just wondering, like, is there a possibility of a you know a Billy sit in with Lamb of God? I mean, it could happen. No. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, stranger things have happened. Uh, that could be wild. Yeah. So, all right. Well, maybe I can ask you this, and I got you can give some tips to maybe some other Americans that are coming over. So, I've got a yeah. rental car that I'll have in Amsterdam. That's where we're going to start. Um, yeah. And then we're going to drive Amsterdam to Cologne. London, Manchester, uh, Dublin. Are you gonna Glasgow. drive it? Yeah, that's that's the oh, <laughs> that's the plan right now. Is that a good plan or no? Yeah, uh, the road. Like once you get like the roads in London are a bit shit. Yeah, but like in Scotland, it's fantastic roads. Is it going to be a big deal? Because I know in Amsterdam they drive on the right side of the road, um, and the the steering wheel is you know on the uh, on the left side. Um, yeah. So it's opposite, obviously, uh, same as it is here. So I'll be good in Amsterdam and Germany uh, for that. But then I'm going to have to switch when I come into England. So d- yeah, you have to switch, right? They don't give a shit, though. Like they don't care what car I'm in, right? It's not going to be a thing where I got to change rental cars or something, right? No, no. There's plenty of people who drive left-hand drive cars in the UK. Okay. Yeah, it doesn't. It's not a big deal. All it is, it's just you're obviously going to be sat next to the curb as you're driving. That I feel like that might even be good for me to remind me to stay over there. <laughs> you know. <laughs> I mean, I mean, because it's gonna be hard, dude. It's gonna be hard to do that. Um, what about um, what about tro- okay? So obviously, going to Amsterdam first. So when I go yeah. to Amsterdam, I'm gonna find plenty of things to uh, to ingest and have fun with. What, a- <laughs> <laughs> what about? Sh- should I be concerned yes. about taking that to Germany with me, and then to and then to England as well, or? Just depends how well you can hide it, mate. Okay, well we're good at that. But you can give me a shout if you're struggling. Okay, I will. All right, very good. I'll keep that in mind. If it gets taken off, you don't worry. All right. So somebody said to me, like, like Germany, they'll like take it from you because you're stupid and be like, you were stupid with your drugs. 
Uh, we're yeah. taking it from you as your punishment. We're not sending you to jail, but we're taking it from you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right, so. I think you're all right from Amsterdam because it's because like cannabis is legal there. If yeah. you if you leave if you're leaving it and you've got some in your pocket and they say like oh they find it you just be like oh I just forgot it was there. Okay. Right? Even if it's like two ounces. <laughs> I forgot. Yeah, I, think, I forgot yeah. it was in my pocket. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'll try yeah. that. All right, good deal. But yeah, if you're struggling, just let me know. All right, yeah, I appreciate you, man. We'll you covered. All right, good. There are people smoking inside the concert. Some of the Americans is brilliant. Is oh, is that not a normal thing? Not inside, no. Well, I think people do it. I don't just because I'm so I'm six foot five and I stand out like a sore thumb <laughs> and like. I said to my mate, I was like, if I light one up now, like, I'll be the person who gets kicked out of the concert. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> but luckily, they had, like, uh, uh, halfway through, he was like, we're just going to take a 15-minute break, and everyone just, like, ran outside. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we, we certainly are, we smoke it anywhere, you know? Yeah, yeah. And we're like, let, we're like, I dare you to stop us. You know, yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> so, that's funny. Well, I'm glad you'll have. Well, I always say it's better to ask for forgiveness than it is for permission. It's much easier to apologize. That's correct. Yeah. yeah <laughs> that's oh, Phil, man. Well, I appreciate you taking the time to talk to me. Uh, you know, for yeah, no worries, man. If there's like, if there was one thing you could tell Americans that are coming back to England or coming back to Europe, uh, is, is there anything you can think of to let everybody know? Oh, get a, get a fish and chips while you're here. Okay. We can do that. I know a lot fish of us are right? <laughs> did you, did you do that already? I did not. I, you know, I didn't come over, but I know a lot of, well, I saw, oh, Oh, no, like yeah. There, I mean, I've yeah, had that's, it before. That's like the British meal. Okay, all right, very yeah. good. So, get fish and chips, and if we run out of drugs, we'll talk to you, Phil. <laughs> yeah, no problem, man. <laughs> all right, brother. Well, I will see you in December. Yeah, absolutely. Keep in touch, man. Yeah, definitely. Thanks, Phil. Yeah, see you later. later. Take care. So that was pretty cool, right? Getting that perspective from someone much more local than. Uh, then you and I uh, would have been very likely, at least if we're from the States. So uh, thanks again, Phil, for uh, coming on. And unfortunately, I will not see you uh, in Europe this year. Uh, I am unable to make the shows yet again, but uh, it's all right. It's all right. We'll stream them, right? So we got the perspective from the Brit. I also wanted to get a perspective from one of my favorite people who... Uh, had a glorious time. He'll, he'll tell you a bit about it here. Uh, I talked to Mike Kelly about uh, his experience out there. So when, I mean, when did you get over there? I know we had the first show was on like Friday at Rough Trade. When did you guys get over? Yep. Friday morning, 930. The plane landed. <laughs> <All right. laughs> so you get off the plane. What do you do? We got off the plane. We grabbed a black cab and it was going to be ridiculously expensive, but Dude, it's a black cab, right? You got to ride the black cab. The classic black cabs in London. And they have to memorize what they call the knowledge. Are you familiar with the knowledge? I am not familiar with the knowledge. 70% of the people that try to do this fail. And I was asking the cabbie about it. 70% of the people fail. Basically, you don't have to memorize every single street, but you have to be able to drive directly to anywhere anyone visiting London might want to go. This is what the cabbie was telling me. So 
while you don't know every single bar that exists in London, you know everyone that's famous. You know how to get pretty much everywhere. You might not know what a particular house looks like, but you know how to get there because you know the address and you know how to get there. And you know how to navigate during different parts of the day. Hmm. And this is a requirement for them to drive a black cab? Yes, you have to. And what you do is you go in and they ask you the questions or or I I wasn't sure exactly what the test is, but it's 70 percent of the people that try to do it never finish. It's that hard. Do, do they have other colored cabs where you can just be like, they are <laughs> like you can be they do, more stupid about the area or what? Just, I don't know. Just <laughs> screw those guys. I was going to ride the black cab and talk to the dude that had the knowledge. And this was cool because he quickly found out it was almost like riding with a shrink, right? Cause he, he quickly found out why me and my brother were there and what we liked. So we had a running monologue. So we're driving along. He goes, that's the Hammersmith Odeon. That's the Wembley motor pool. That's the empire, you know, that's Earl's court. That's Earl's court. Led Zeppelin played there in 1975. He told us this. Damn. It was amazing. Cause I told him I had no interest in Buckingham palace. I didn't, you know, I, yeah, I want, I want the music stuff. That's yeah. why I'm there. And so we had a running monologue and he told us what the neighborhoods were as we went through them all, all the different sections. It was just, you know, imagine, I don't know. I'm just going to make up a number. Right. 50 little villages that are side by side that make one big city. That's London. That's what it's like. So if you look at it over top, that's what you kind of look at. It's all a bunch of different little towns that make up this big, this big, huge area. And they all have yep. their own names, right? I mean, exactly. we hung out in Islington. I never made it to Soho because the first day it took us, we had to figure out how to get there. I mean, how to figure out how everything worked. Yeah how to get on the internet, how to do all that crap. And then the last day, found out we had to get a COVID test to get back into the country. Right. It took about a day and a half, and we didn't really have a lot of time. And, you know, you got to go get in line early and spend a few hours in line talking to the locals. So, but we ran around Camden, went through this place called Camden Passage, which is a road that's been there since the 1700s. It's like a little British, kind of like a flea market. People have little booths and set up. And I went into a junk. I went into a junk store, and some eccentric old lady running it, and some other eccentric old lady walked in, and and the lady goes, "You're not interested in a rail, are you?" And the lady goes, "No, I'm just here to collect the pollen. I have no idea what that means." What the rail and the pollen? You don't want the rail. I want the pollen. Yeah, she 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 wasn't interested in a rail, but she was just there to collect the pollen. I it's I don't know. Maybe that's like eccentric old lady junk shop knowledge i don't know dude there's um, so much over there when, when it comes to their you know their their language and their nomenclature that uh you know obviously we have no idea about but i bet you learned a bit while you were there right i mean really they, 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 they were so articulate and conversation is like an art and it it's the coolest place I've ever been in my entire life. I, I really am definitely going back. Well, um, I know I saw you post a couple times that you were like, man, I want to live in London now. Uh, it's Yeah, dude, the, the food is a whole nother level. You know, the everything is about the quality of food, period. You know, it's like in the U.S., there's a whole lot of chain and profit is the bottom line. Yeah. They're having the best food on the block, apparently, is, is on the bottom. It's 
every 30 feet, there's some awesome something to eat. And, you know, you have to walk so you can eat a lot because you're going to burn the calories off. <laughs> well, that's surprising for me to hear because, uh, you know, I've heard it all my life. You know, they don't know good food over in England. Well, I wasn't eating normal food. If I, I'd look, I would stop in a shop, and if they had something I couldn't pronounce, that's what I would get. Right? <laughs> Give me it. That's right. Let me try it. Sure. I, I real quick, I went to uh, Jakarta, Indonesia once for uh, when I was doing a job once, and uh, I, you know, I wanted to try some local fare. And, yes. And uh, you know, that's what I wanted to do. And I told, I told them that, and they said, okay, go here, and uh, yep. tell them that. And so I went, and they brought me spicy jellyfish. Oh, my God. I bet it was awesome. It was the worst thing I ever had in my entire life. <laughs> if they laughed at me. They were like, they stood around and waited for me to eat this. And it literally, it was a jellyfish on a plate. I thought it was going to be steamed or boiled or something like that. It was cold. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. So, so, But you have to try that. When you go to these places and you want to experience this culture, man, you got to go all in, right? Yeah, exactly. I mean, it could have been the best thing you'd ever had in your Could have been. I would have never known. Yeah. Exactly. I ate so much really cool stuff, and I didn't know what it was. And, I mean, it, it was just fantastic. Um, I had the hands down the best Indian food I've ever had in my entire life. Really? It was so refined and so amazing. A friend of mine's from London. Well, he's actually, he's from a town on the northeast coast that was a fishing town a long, long time ago. And he moved to London when he was 20, 18, 20. And uh, he said, go to Brick Lane. So me and my brother headed to Brick Lane. That's where there's a whole, the best curry houses in London are on Brick Lane. All right. It's cool. In the U.S., we get drunk and go to Waffle House. England, <laughs> England they get drunk and go have a curry, right? <laughs> it was just amazing. This guy was pretty aggressive about getting us into his restaurant. I'm like, well, he's doing a lot of work to get us in there. Yeah. And I'm glad we went in. It was incredible. I I'm, can't even tell you what I had other than, you know what I mean? Yeah. It was just amazing. It was so refined. It was it was just incredible. I ate way too much. Then um, we left there and, you know, walked to the venue. Um, that was the rough trade night, the first night. Okay. So you get out there. It's a, it's like a 300-person. It's not really a venue. It's a record store that has a stage. Uh, and a bar. They oh, there was a bar there. in there too, huh? They sell beer everywhere. In the record store, they had beer. They had beer in a record store. The record store had a little bar there. What a great idea. That's a great idea. Yeah, you flip through some yeah. bins and have a pint. Exactly. It was really cool. And so, I mean, you know, water for me, but there was a lot of people that were really enjoying that. I'm thinking, man, but it, it, it was good. And it sounded pretty good. And it was kind of neat, especially, I mean, how long has it been since since Billy Strings played the 300 people? Oh, geez. I mean, it's, it's probably been since 2017. There might have been some 18 shows where you had yeah. venues that small. Before my time, man. Yeah. So that must have been cool for them, too. So the vibe there. All right. So rough trade. Like, what, would you say that it was half and half locals and, uh, you know, Americans or? More or less. About like that the whole night. Okay. I mean, the whole trip, the whole, every show. Okay. I couldn't tell you the exact number, sure. but all the hardcore people we see at every show, we were there. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, man. No, it was good to see. It was good to see friends uh, on the stream and everything and to see you guys, yep. you know, having a really good time and to see all the pictures that were coming through as you guys were, you know, experiencing this. So 300 people there, you're obviously close to the band no matter where you are. I imagine you could feel their excitement. Yeah, they were as thrilled to be there as we were to be there. Yeah. And and the Brits, and the, I met so many cool-ass people, man. They, they, they were 
you think I'm enthusiastic. You think you're enthusiastic. Dude, we pale. We pale. Yeah. They were so hungry for this, and they'd been waiting for so long. And unbridled joy. And you, it just washed over the band, and you could see them just, they were, uh, they were loving it. And it came back to us. You know what I mean? It, it, we had that loop where you feed each other. Right, of course, you know, energy in, energy out, pumping it back yep. and forth, man. Yeah, uh, I know exactly what you mean. And for for all, pretty much all of them, I would imagine. Uh, you know, I'm sure there are some that saw Billy over in the states, but uh, the majority. I never met one. Not even one that had seen him. That doesn't mean they're not there. Sure. It just means I didn't meet them. Yeah. You know. I was jabbering with every single person that had an accent. Messing I with know the bar. You were, man. <laughs> I was like, they're like, have you seen him before? And they're like, no, this is my first time. I'm like, oh, you are so screwed now. You are <laughs> it's so over. screwed. <laughs> and they, they start smiling. I'm like, resistance is futile. You yeah. will be assimilated. Yeah, laugh all you want, but it's like that's kind of the way it happens, man. And I'd say half. I'd say half of them said, "Well, I haven't been listening to anything but these guys for the past six months." So they found them. You, you know, we had a uh, Kate Richardson was out, or, or Kate Richards, excuse, or Kate Richardson's son was uh, out at uh, at the venues doing kind of a podcast thing, right? Yep. And when you know the majority of folks that you talked to uh, that were from the area were like, "Yeah, we we found them on YouTube." Yep. I wish I could go back and see it for the first time again. And they got to do it. They, they did. And, and I think the coolest part was when I would see somebody just stop dancing, right? Yeah. They would just stop dancing and stand there with their mouth hanging open. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> yep. Me too, my friend. Me too. Welcome to welcome home. Welcome to the tribe. Yeah, and we're, we still do that. I mean, I know I catch well, no. myself, man, just like being complete all and being completely focused on the sounds that they're making, you know, it's really something else. So I'm glad they got to experience that. So rough trade, the small show, um, were there any, I mean, highlights from the actual music that stick out to you? That's kind of a blur, but the, the, the thing that I liked the most was it was so old school. There were no pedals. I'm not knocking the pedals at all. You know what I mean? Yeah, I know what you mean. Instead of the different tones and the different effects, it was back to picking and picking and picking. And, you know, it sounded like early 2018. Yeah. It was so amazing. And, of course, you know, when he, when he opened up, I'm going to London, I'm going to Maine, <laughs> the whole place went bars. It was just fantastic. And we stuck a picture of uh, Andy's mama on a pole. I stuck a picture of Andy's mama on the pole. Yeah. <laughs> the, 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 the feather, the feather uh, design with uh, with her with the glasses on and everything and yeah. the steely. Yeah, Jam yep. Grass designs there. Oh, man. I uh, slapped her on the pole. Yep. Nice. And she's out there, too. Good. Met the coolest people in line there who were also in line both nights right in front of the venue and so the same people there 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 there's people like us over there that are like i'm getting there early i'm getting in line i'm gonna get a spot i'm gonna hang out with the people that are hardcore and it was just wonderful the only difference was the accents and the clothing there's so much style and character over there okay so nothing that was uh, that was going to be a question. So you know, uh, you know, uh, me at a show typically, and a lot of us are the same way. You know, jeans or shorts and a tie dye. Yep. You know, 
Um, but but the Brits a little different. A little bit, a little more variety. Doc Martens are cheap over there, so a lot of Doc Martens instead of sneakers and Birkenstocks. And you know, it, it wasn't unusual to see short skirts and fishnets, and it wasn't trying to be hot. It's just what they do. Just you know style. what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lots of different styles. You know, like. Um, a lady named Alice and her daughter Olivia. You could definitely tell Alice was a punk back in the day. You could tell. Okay, that's the mom and daughter, right? Yep, they oh. were so cool, dude. They were I- so stoked. Uh, you know, uh, you know, I was following some of their posts on the posts on the Brits page. Uh, yep. They were so stoked for it. So, all right, so you got to spend some time with them. Yep, yep. And- they were just so amazing. I gave her one of the Billy Strings frog post- buttons. I said, "Here, this from." Tw- gave her daughter one. It's from 2018. You can't get him anymore. And yeah. she was just over the moon. Um, and, uh, we're thinking of her, by the way. She she did make a post uh, that she picked up COVID somewhere along the line. Oh, uh, no. Yeah. So uh, I don't know if you've. Well, yeah, you tested before you left. So um, yeah. so I was yeah. negative at that point. And I'm back. Still be all right. Yeah. Um, it'll be all right. Yeah. I uh, watched one of the other coolest things was when Billy came out to meet everybody the second night. Okay. I just stood back and watched. All them Brits ran up to him, and he signed this kid who was like 14, signed his guitar, and I thought the kid was going to keel over. That was one of the most – I'm getting choked up thinking about it. That kid was so emotional that Billy signed his guitar. And uh, some really cool redheaded dude, um, Billy autographed something for him, and he he, he broke down. And Livy, you know, the, the, the girl he gave the little button to, yeah. she, same thing. You know, she broke down. And then there was some other, it, it, it was just, I had so much fun talking to those kids and their parents. It was just, and I met a dude that runs the, he, he, he runs the biggest bluegrass festival in France. Forgot Kate, his name. Kate talked to him. He's, uh, he was on the podcast and, yep. uh, yeah, really cool dude. Uh, and was telling us a lot about that festival. Yep. Um, and he, he said he tried to get Billy a couple years ago, uh, yep. but it didn't quite work out. Uh, uh, and of course, it's a free festival. Well, you know, I, know. I don't know whether that part of the uh, podcast is airing before our conversation, Mike, or after. I haven't put anything together yet. Yeah. Um, so, but uh, keep an ear out for that. It was it was in La Roche. La Roche uh, was it in France? I think. Yes, yeah. it was from in France, and and his friend Richard. So it turns out, like the third night, Billy was talking about. He was saying that uh, up on stage, talking about how the bus had an upstairs, which freaked yeah. him out. <laughs> and he said, "And there's windows up there, and I was totally spying on you." <laughs> and me and his that guy's friend Richard were talking about. Richard was wanting to hear Little Maggie, and I was telling him about how when we were up at the cap, you know, he um, Billy held that over yonder stands and he held it for like 20 seconds. I said, that was like the first time my brother looked at me and went, damn. (laughs) And then he said he wanted to hear doing my time. And I was telling him about when he did that at the cat, you know what I mean? So so, you gotta wonder, Billy played both of those. I mean, you know, I mean, the bus was right next to the line and, uh, he saw that kid with the doc Watson shirt. So I pointed him out during the show and he's, Spying on it, he's like, you know, <laughs> I, yeah, I saw your Doc Watson shirt. Yeah, you, you, yeah, you. you. Yeah, I saw right. your shirt, and that's why I want to put this on the set list. And then they played Tennessee Jed, and that that Tennessee stud was uh, was pretty Tennessee fucking magnificent. Yep. My bad. Oh no, no, that's a, you know, yep. we all knew what you meant. <laughs> yep. And dude, the John Deere tractor, there was something different and something magic about it. I don't know what it was. I'm a grown ass man wiping my eyes, man. 
Well, when you they know, hit those harmonies, I don't know what was different. It was just, oh. I, I think he was thinking about his mom and wishing that she was there. I really think that that was it. Yeah, it, it could have been. It was perfect. Perfect. I, I, I don't know if they knew how damn good it was. It was perfect. Well, I mean, they only had uh, YouTube videos to compare at that point, nugs and everything, you know? Yep. So, man. The dude behind me, dude behind me uh, went to Europe 72 shows. Okay, so, yeah, I wanted to bring that up, too, because this was a really cool thing. I know you had posted that you had talked to this guy, and there was, a, you know, I mean, the, the both of you have seen some shit, Mike. I yeah. can only imagine what those conversations were like. But he went and and posted on the Brits page saying, hey, shit, I forgot to get I can't. I, he didn't even remember your name at that point. And he was like, man, I, I talked to this guy and his brother and it was such a great conversation. And I really want to I really want to be in touch with them. And, uh, we, you yeah. know, a bunch of us knew exactly uh, who yep. he was talking about, man. Yeah, so, was, uh, and so yep. you, and now, now you guys too. are connected in Howie. Uh we talked a long time to Howie, you know, and I was just like listening because they were, you know, you know, Howie's never met a stranger either. That's right. And so he, yeah, they were just talking and talking and I was like, you were, you're at 72. And he ran all the shows. He was at a couple of the Wembley shows, Wickersham and Bickershaw. I don't know. But he was at about a half a dozen of the Europe 72 shows and he caught some 74 shows and he, the 90s show again at Wembley where they did the Werewolves of London. Right, right. That was really, really cool. It was such a wonderful vibe and such a class place and so many cool people. All right. So, yeah, I mean, you know, again, hearing it from somebody who who was there and, uh, again, you've never, never met a stranger either. So the vibe over there with the folks from Europe, uh, pretty, pretty damn cool, huh? It was Thick. You could, it was like St. Augustine, that joy that we finally get to see them in a real venue and yeah. a real concert. It was that same type of, you could cut it with a knife. Um, felt like Athens 2019, if you were at that show, the Athens show. Not in yeah. Athens, was it St. Augie, but... Um, there you go. That, that's what it felt like. You know how thrilled they were to be on stage yeah. again in front of a crowd in a venue and how thrilled we were to see them yeah. in a venue... That's what it felt like that 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 first night in St. Augie when they start hitting those notes and then you're you're just awash. You're at solid goosebumps and your hair standing up on end. It was just phenomenal. That roar that night, the energy that exhumed from both yep. sides. I've uh, you know uh, I I haven't felt it since. I I, yep. I didn't feel it prior with any of the hundreds of shows and hundreds of bands yep. that I've seen prior to that. It makes it's one of the things that makes Billy so special uh, and that band. Uh, Billy mostly, of course, with the connection that he yep. has with us. Yes. You know, yeah. it's a very rare thing. I mean, live music, there's a huge connection between the crowd and the band always, mostly the crowd with themselves. It's one of my favorite things about live music is the fact that we're all there for the same reason and we're all there and yep. excited and feeling the way that we are, that it just, you know, again, if you believe in energy with all of us there together with that energy, it just, it's like a fucking love bomb, you know? It, it is. It's it's healing. It's man it's food it's it's you know some people go their whole lives and never experience this and i feel so bad for yeah. them right and and it, oh, oh this is cool um i was on the phone in a conference call with the people that i work with and my primary customer i'm it engineer blah 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 blah, blah. gotcha and uh 
the customers telling me the stuff they needed to happen toward the end of the week. I said, well, I can't help you with that. I'm going to be in London. And uh, he said, what are you going to London for? I said, to see Billy Strings. They said, what else? I said, nothing. I'm going to get some. <laughs> <laughs> One of them goes, that is the most Mike Kelly thing I've ever heard you say in my entire life. And you have said some Mike Kelly shit before, dude. <laughs> Oh, that's beautiful, man. It was, yeah, it cracked me up. I was like, okay, I appreciate that. Tell you, I'll take that yeah, as a compliment. Definitely take that as a compliment, man. No doubt about it. Uh, Mike, thanks for sharing your experience, man. I really appreciate you. I love you. And uh, hopefully, am I going to see you in St. Augie? Yes, you are. All, All, right. Night. All right, man. All right, love you, man. Appreciate you calling. All right, dude. I'll talk to you soon, uh, and I'll see you in a few weeks. Sounds good. All right, later, man. Later. Take it easy. All right. <laughs> Yes, we're all done. I yeah, I know you've been waiting patiently. Scouts, you want to go outside? I bet. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. Uh, this portion of the podcast is uh, is, is it's it's. Oh, I'm wrapping it up. Stop yelling at me. I'm trying to wrap it up right now, but you're you're not letting me. You yell. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, do, do Billy things. Eat pie. Take your dog out. <laughs> oh,